Welcome to The Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. Every week, we discuss issues including gender and income inequality. Earlier this month, the nation marked Equal Pay Day to raise awareness about the gender pay gap. The White House says in 2020, the average woman earned 83 cents for every dollar earned by a male colleague doing the same work. It happened to Dr. Laverne Gentry when she was at Jackson State University in Mississippi. I knew that there were males who started with me and even some who started after me who were making significant more. But where does that come from and why is it a thing? Now there's research finding that girls characterized as headstrong and boys seen as dependent earn less as adults. Professor Robert Kessner at the University of Chicago Harris School of Public Policy says it suggests that the roots of the gender wage gap are likely deeper than many think. It also illustrates that behavior that deviates from gender stereotypes can cost people in the labor market. He joins us now to explain that conversation after this short break. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. There's a, a lot of literature looking at how early childhood factors affect people, uh, their success as adults, and um, personality and childhood behaviors are one of those. But nobody really looked at whether there was differences in, in, in gender on these um, outcomes. So we set out to investigate how do different childhood behaviors, such as being dependent, headstrong, uh, anxious, hyperactive, you know, when we look, we follow people from ages, say, 4 to 12 to when they're 24 to 30. And how do these childhood behaviors, uh, are they correlated with earnings as for these people when they're adults? So we, we looked at them, we, you know, we found this really interesting result. And we looked at how these childhood behaviors affected uh, well-being when these uh, children became adults. And we found that women who were characterized as headstrong when they were younger uh, earned about $2,000 less per year than an identical woman who was not characterized as headstrong. I've got uh, to, I've got, before, before you say the next thing, I've got to jump in a bit yeah. because I can hear people in my head going, what does headstrong mean? Right. So headstrong is, so when the, when the child was young, the age is four to 12, they asked the mother a series of questions. Is the child rather high strung, tense, nervous? Do they argue too much? Are they disobedient at home? Are they stubborn? Uh, do we have a strong temper? So the typical, typical kinds of you know, things that we would think are associated with headstrong. <laughs> and so, um, uh, you know, women who are characterized as being more headstrong earn $2,000 less than women who are less headstrong. For men, there was no such penalty. So if you were more headstrong as a child and you grew up as a man, you don't get penalized for it. So 
that's kind of consistent with this idea that we have these gender stereotypes about personality. And if you get out of line with your stereotype, for example, women being more headstrong, that that causes some tension. And we speculate that that, that plays out in the workplace. And so there was an analogous finding for dependent. So if your mother characterizes as dependent, meaning you cling a lot, you cry, you demand attention, you depend on others. Again, very kind of intuitive things. If a man was more dependent when they were a child, they earned about $2,000 or so less as an adult than a man who wasn't dependent. So again, it seems like for these two behaviors, if you, as an adult, if you were out of line in what we think of genders, gendered stereotypical types of behaviors, you suffered a penalty. I wonder if your research gave any reason for this happening, because I must admit I might be a little headstrong, you know, and I'm just does this mean that if you're a quote-unquote headstrong woman that your employers are afraid of you, and if you are a dependent man, your employers distrust you? Is it as, as simple as that, or can, can we go d- deeper? Yeah, well, we tried to try to explain it, and we thought, well, maybe if you're a headstrong, you didn't get as much education, or if you were dependent, that it it affected what we'll call intermediary outcomes, things that influence earnings, but so headstrong and dependent behavior influences intermediaries like education. And we found no relationship between being headstrong and how much education a woman got or a man got or, or differences. So it really wasn't these intermediary outcomes. So we, we then we said, well, we found particularly strong effects if you're working in a blue-collar job as opposed to a white-collar job. So, really? Why, why is that? Again, we, well, I mean, are we speculate, and this is speculation. I want to be clear about that because we, we, it's not a definitive finding. But we do believe that there are strong uh, stereotypes about gender and personality, and that if your personality is out of line with that stereotype, it might cause conflict among coworkers or among supervisors. And uh, that's, you know, that was how we, we left it and speculate in a speculative fashion. So uh, that's where the future direction of the research will have to go to really nail down the exact explanation. So I'm curious, did you find a similar a similar issue in so-called, you know, sweet seat, C-suite, you know, corporate America, that sort of thing? Yeah, and we didn't, again, so when we divided it into blue-collar and white-collar jobs or professional jobs and blue-collar jobs, we didn't see uh, as, as much of a relationship in the white-collar higher uh, jobs where people are more highly educated. So it tends to be a little bit of a class socioeconomic uh, phenomenon, too, where we see it more in blue-collar and among low-educated workers. I wonder if this is something that parents should be listening to going, hmm. <laughs> well, this, this really is what motivated me to do this research is, you know, I looked around the world and I see, gee, we see all these boys who are kind of headstrong, more hyperactive. And there is this evidence out there that these types of childhood behaviors do have adverse consequences. So I said, you know, why are parents raising boys who are going to be more headstrong and hyperactive, and then that hurts them. 
you know, why aren't they trying to offset those things? So yeah, it really is. And then on the other hand, you know, I think in, 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 in today's world, we try to raise boys and girls to have, you know, to be equally confident, maybe otherwise known as headstrong or self-efficacy. And uh, it does, you know, it is a sobering thing as a parent to see these kind of differences and, and your desire to raise children with different types of behavior. How much does this speak to how deeply rooted prejudice, prejudices like this are in people? I'm actually really surprised. Yeah, I mean, still, you know, we think uh, in, in whether it's race or gender, we, we feel that we've come a long way. But these results would suggest, and again, I want to use the word suggest and emphasize that word, that we still have these uh, uh, prejudices with respect to how we think men and women should behave or their personalities. And uh, it may be playing, and it's not trivial when we're talking about two, three thousand dollars a year less, which, you know, is a lot of money for the average worker. Particularly when women already make so much less than right. men. <laughs> I, um, exactly. I wonder if this is the sort of thing, you know how they have workshops for a lot of things these days for racism and diversity. And I wonder if there's some workshop that could be put together to help solve right. this, this difference. I'm, I mean, that that's right. I mean, there is this idea is that if, if this kind of gender stereotype is leading to conflict or being less productive in the workplace, that these types of training programs, if you could devise an effective one, uh, a meaningful that had a meaningful impact on uh, on people's prejudice, you know, it might be uh, something that we should pursue. Out of curiosity, were there were there other behavioral problems that were associated with earnings? Uh, yeah, so being hyperactive was uh, associated with lower earnings, but there was not a gender differences between uh, in in the low both. Men and women who are hyperactive children had lower earnings as adults than children who were characterized as being less hyperactive. So it was really the, and so, you know, again, it's a little bit subjective, but, you know, headstrong and dependent seem to be the strongest in terms of stereotypes about gender uh, behaviors relative to, say, you know, hyperactive. So um, we only found, so we found no, no gender differences in other behaviors, but only in dependent units. That was Professor Robert Kessner at the University of Chicago Harris School of Public Policy. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Ashley Armstrong for her production assistance. Like what you hear? Come back for more and listen up. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Friday. Follow the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast and leave a rating or review. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keyes, CBS News. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.